0: This, this this is God Stories Radio podcast. God Stories Radio podcast. with Fritz, Mike, and Tina.
1: Hi there.
2: We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as ten dollars a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button.
0: You're listening to the God Stories Radio podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio, and you will never miss an episode.
3: And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 149. 149. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike.
2: And I'm Tina.
3: What's going on, guys? 149. 149. Wow. Can you believe it? A <laughs> couple more months, it'll fast. be five years. I know it, right? I just... Uh, just still blows my mind. Really, really does.
2: It just feels too lately like we're hearing from more people around the world, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm really encouraged by that.
3: Oh, me too. I just, especially when somebody, uh, you know, sends us a note from a new country or something like that, says they're listening or they found us on Spotify or iHeartRadio or something like that.
2: Yeah, it's been really exciting to get their feedback and, you know, just to hear their thoughts. So please keep it coming. And where would they do that at, Fritz?
3: Well, they can get in touch with us at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com, or they can go to the website, which is GodStoriesRadio.com. And you can even listen live there. You can click on the Mixler link, the Listen Live link, and listen to us live, just like it says. Or then you can like us on Mixler com And uh, you'll get uh, notifications each time that we're live. You can like us on iHeartRadio and you will get uh, notifications there as well. And Spotify, whatever is your and cup of tea.
4: Cup of tea.
2: Yeah, I love it because I know on my phone every time right before we go on, I get the little pop-up message, the notification that says, God Stories Radio is now live on Mixler.
4: And we did get something uh, sent to us on uh, God Stories Radio from Kyle. Hey, yes. I only found you today and just want to thank you, my brothers and sisters. I found you on Spotify and can't explain how enlightened I am from it. In this short space of time, I appreciate God more, I appreciate Jesus more, and I appreciate you guys for dedicating your time to help and enlighten others. Thank you. I feel so much more at peace. And so much more educated. Have a great day all the way from northern England.
2: My fellow countrymen.
4: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know all about that,
3: don't you, babe?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's nice hearing from people from England. I, know, right? I love it. Yeah. That was such a humbling um message that he sent us. Um
4: it, it definitely encouragement.
2: Definitely a lot of encouragement and you know. All of us here know that God's really the, you know, the master behind everything and orchestrating everything. So it's really nothing that we're doing, but all the glory belongs to him. But Amen. thank you so much for the encouragement, Kyle. It means so much. You have no idea.
3: Amen. And speaking, uh, Kyle, I don't think it ends there. we got some other shout outs, don't we, babe?
2: We do. All um, right. So we've got some Facebook likes. Um, so we want to thank Robert Bautista.
3: Thank you, Robert. Yes, thank you, Robert. We appreciate that.
2: And we're going to stick with a Robert theme here. Oh, so. we are. Okay. <laughs> Robert Collar.
4: Robert Collar. Thank right. you, Robert. Thank we you appreciate for it. liking us on Facebook.
2: And Angela Erb.
3: Angela Herb. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate that, Angela. It really encourages us. Thank you so much.
4: And anybody else there that um, fo- follows us or listens to us or haven't liked us yet on Facebook, please do.
2: We also have some new regions listening. So Cumbria from the UK, United Kingdom.
3: So Cumbria?
2: Just Cumbria. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And Mexico is listening.
3: Mexico, our All friends in right. Mexico. It's Welcome. Thank you.
2: Or Mexico.
3: Mexico. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then we also have, I'm not quite sure how to say this, even though it's in the UK, Uh craigavon
4: that's what it looks like craigavon
2: craigavon uk
4: craigavon uk
2: wow i'm just so thrilled that we have some british people listening I know, right? that's so awesome i mean, it is.
3: you who can appreciate that more than you but yeah what language do
4: they speak
2: <laughs> what language do you speak <laughs> that's what i want to know
4: <laughs> UK, okay that's funny <laughs> man
3: that's fantastic well thanks everybody for liking us and let us know that you're listening it truly uh um, we just find it amazing and it is such a blessing and an encouragement to us to keep going and uh you know it's been our only agenda from the start is to be a blessing to the world so speaking of blessing to the world we have an amazing guest tonight and you have dialed into a good we want to welcome everybody on mixler and it's listening and everybody on youtube that's uh watching our face for radio. We've all got a face for radio. So thanks for dialing in uh, and uh, listening to us and watching us. We appreciate that. So I'm going to turn it over to Mikey. He's going
4: to introduce our guest. All right. Uh, we have a guest tonight. His wife, Mo, has been here a couple different times, mm-hmm. and he actually joined her the last time she was here, probably a month or two ago. Yep. And um, it's it's. I, I have a question or two after his testimony, but... Anyway, um, where I work, they happen to be there. And uh, when Moe was here the last time, uh, Tommy actually said he would give his testimony. And then where I work, they happen to be there. And, and Moe kind of threw him under the bus. Because <laughs> I saw his face when he says, well, you're going to give your testimony, aren't you? <laughs> and he's, I saw his face. And he goes to his phone. He starts checking his phone. let see if he had opening and everything else. So I give you Tommy Midlow. Welcome, um,
3: Tommy, to the show.
1: Thank you so much.
3: Hey, we ask a lot of people and they don't come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just totally feel really, really blessed to be able to uh, come back. The last time Mo was here was um, was a pleasure. It was um, it was my first time, right? And just seeing the setup and what you guys have, and really what God's done. Because we were talking about this five years ago when this happened, right? And you guys just around the kitchen table and making things and having the vision and and now seeing the vision come to fruition right now. It's all and him. It's all him.
3: And <laughs> Mo brought your son, I know. Who, <laughs> who couldn't see over the table, yeah. and yeah. who is now married. Yeah, this, exactly,
1: exactly. Can you believe
3: so, that? And
2: I'm so bummed I didn't get to meet Mo because I was totally looking forward to That's that. That's right. You That's were right. in California. I was in when California. Mo oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yep. So you got to read that. Yep. Yeah, yep. she's got a good one. Um, she is a good one. So um, <laughs> but just really cool, you know, and just being able to share even in the past couple weeks, I've been able to share this testimony and I and I pretty much call it my my timeline of faith. And really, I, I'm just hoping it encourages a lot of people because we all have a story of faith wherever it is and, and how we work it out and to be able to have it, um, you know, down to memory and just be able to use it, but be able to share it with others is just a total blessing. It blesses me every time I get to get to share it, but then, uh, hopefully it blesses others and just, and you'll kind of hear it as I go through, um, my timeline and coming to know Jesus and what that meant to me and my family. And, and now we're seeing, we were talking about it earlier about this is uh, this is harvest time, and mm-hmm. and being able to see it. We're setting seeds, and you guys has set so many seeds in the past, and now you're seeing a lot of the harvest. And we mm-hmm. want to just keep doing that. And at harvest time, you you get those seeds some more and start spreading, and uh, and that's where we're at, and uh, it's exciting. So when you're ready, I'm ready, and um, buckle up. I don't mind talking (laughs) strap in let's go so you just uh you tell me where to start or when to start and say just let the Holy Spirit lead and that's cool and you know what I want to pray a little bit just before I start just uh you've already asked the Holy Spirit here he's here and we know that but uh I just Lord let the 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 words of my testimony be your words um put um put on what you want the listeners to hear um, and just uh, just let it flow, because we're we're so thankful, thankful every day that we have you. Our eternity is sealed with you, and now it's just uh, it's now it's time to go out and just share who you are and what you've done for us, and just uh, ask you to bless our time and bless the words right now that. Uh, we're going to share in jesus name Amen. Amen. awesome so um i coined this you know and just kind of as i as i put my thoughts together um timeline of faith and and i'm really challenging you guys here in the studio but also out there that are listening to this to kind of take some time and, and and you know we all learned as you know in grade school i hope or somewhere along you always put timeline right when uh, the U.S. started and George Washington, you, you know, you just put little lines of timelines mm-hmm. out there of important right. things that have happened. And we could all do it with our lives, you know, and, and kind of put that down. I hope so. But but if you look at it from a from a perspective of, OK, let me let me kind of do that with my life right now and take a you know, as a process to kind of mark those lines down. So um, born 1972 uh, into a, a Italian Catholic family. So, um, was raised Catholic. Was baptized as a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of a lot of listeners, you know, that's that was ha- that happened. Um, really felt that the I got a good. You know, the Catholic Church does a really good job of teaching who Jesus is. Right. You know, and kind of, you know, and and of course, Noah and and Genesis and just everything throughout that whole process, you know, and just just knowing and just teaching the Bible and and the saints and Paul is huge in there and and knowing about Jesus's mother, Mary, maybe a little more so in the Mm -hmm. Catholic Church than even the Bible talks about. But anyways, but you know working through that so you know 17 18 years old i went through all the sacraments you know i had first communion and and was confirmed and and did those things but it was really always um, more religion than relationship Mm-hmm. And, and and as I continue with my story, you're going to hear that more and more about the relationship and not just a religion. Jesus, Jesus wasn't really Jesus. I, I saw something just, to, just today. He didn't start a religion. No, no, it was relationship. And that's what he had and what he did. And, and that's what, and that's what the Bible teaches. And again, you know, we want that. We want to encourage those who have a religion to really seek out the relationship with Jesus. And Amen to that. that. Uh-huh. So, um, Then, uh, you know, dated Mo. I was telling my son, my 13 year old, he always likes to hear about the past. I was telling him, Mo and I started dating. I was in eighth grade and she was in seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, So we were, uh, we were at a dance and I just thought she was super cute as an eighth grader. And I was like, I want to dance with that girl. And we dated a little and passed the notes and did those type of things. And then, Mm -hmm. Broke up a week or two later, and then dated once or twice in high school, <laughs> and then um, you know through high school and and did that a little bit, and then um, and then started dating again a little more seriously in college. We were both going to the same community college, so uh, I still I was like man I I still like she's that girl's still cute you know yeah. so uh, started dating and then about a year after we started dating we um, we got married. Really, you know, pretty young I was 21 She was actually 19 at the time And, um, you know, that was just one of those things that were like God was there, even if I wasn't walking with him, (laughs) walking with Jesus. He was there. You know, I just, I look back now and again, that's one of those timelines, right? Getting married. Mm -hmm. You know, you you put a little mark right there that starts and in March, it'll be, uh, it'll be 25 years. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. I I tell a lot of people the happiest seven years of my life, right? So (laughs) yeah. And I still get a laugh and I was like, you keep telling that joke, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's been, been a little more than seven years, but anyways, um, so that started, you know. We got married, and as when we got married, we were married in um, in a Protestant church, but there was a Catholic priest that was there, and that was uh, thanks to my mom. My mom was like, "I want to make sure that this is blessed," mm-hmm. and we were like, "Okay." So it was a little, kind of a little awkward, but it was okay. He was still there, so and um, so we uh, we got married blessed by the Catholic priest. And then we started going to a a Baptist church, her and I, and, uh, and this is, this is in upstate New York at the time, um, where we kind of, where we grew up Homer, New York, little shout out for Homer. But, um, so we, you know, we started going to this Baptist church and I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go to church. My son, Jacob was recently born. So it was like, church was always for me, it was like, it's a good thing to do. You know what I'm saying? As, as like a newly married father, you know what? I think I should go there, at least go on Sundays and just kind of, you know. And again, it was it was just one of those things. And um, so five years, we kind of just, we did that, went to that church. Um, we were getting real close, getting ready to move to Florida. But before we moved, Mo had joined a, a mops group, uh, Mothers of Preschoolers. Mm-hmm. And some of the ladies there um, had um, shared Jesus with her. And Mo was really struggling with uh, anxiety and worry and fear. And they told her, you don't need to do that anymore. And, um, you know, a relationship with Jesus, making Jesus Lord of your life and, and giving up that fear to him, you can, you can walk in peace. And um, she grabbed hold of that and never looked back. And that was pretty big, you know, and, and, and me seeing that because I saw her in that fear and worry, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, did you turn off the stove? Did you do this? Did you unplug the cl- curling iron? I did, you know, things I'm like, you didn't use the curling iron, you know, yeah. And for me, you know, I just, I, I think guys, a lot of times so are a little pre-programmed more program fear. Yeah, you know? it really was and a lot of the stuff and she was just overwhelmed by it. But then her saying, you know what, I, I've made Jesus Lord and, uh, I've given him my life. and I was like. Good for you, because I'm Catholic and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's where that kind of was, you know, and that sort of. And then, and then we ended up moving to Florida. Her parents had already moved down here. She always wanted to live here. She lived here as a little girl. She kind of um, snowbirded back when she was younger, even before that seventh, eighth grade time. She was going back and forth. And anyways, so we had uh, made the decision to move, move to Florida, move to Claremont, and um, again. Needed a church, found a great church, uh, a Methodist church right in town, and again her parents had been going there. So it just the continued of you know this is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to go on Sundays and and be that. And still for me it was just religion, and just just okay you know religion is a good thing. It's a good thing to do on Sundays, but still not that relationship. And then um,
2: I think and, you guys called that check in the box, right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's very yeah, much. I yeah. was uh, just, uh, we were checking the box. That's you know. a perfect example. That's exactly what I was doing Sundays. It's check the box. I'm okay, and the rest of the week it's do whatever you feels good or you right. know that side of it. But I'll be there on Sundays and throw my five dollars in the plate and be good with it. You know, right. checking so, a
3: box uh, appeases our conscience. So that was more or less.
1: Yep, and that's yeah. exactly what I was doing. Right, and then it was probably a couple years of, of checking that box. Uh, Mo's, it's her older sister. Moe's one of six. So there's her, her, oldest sister, Tammy, Cheryl, and then Charlene, then Mo, Annie, and Stevie. And, uh, her friend Kimmy's in there too. She's one of her sisters. But anyway, Charlene, the third in line, Mo's, you know, just, just a couple years older than Mo was in a, um, horrific, um, car accident. She was in, uh, a car. She was ejected out of the car. Um, it was one of those, too, as the, as the story, as it all unfolded, she was one of those that always had her seatbelt on type of people. Yeah. Like, would not, would not drive without it. But when they found the car, you know, there was no It wasn't hooked. You know, it wasn't clicked in when they did the investigation, that type of thing. And she clearly remembers, you know, putting the seatbelt on. But if the seatbelt wasn't stayed on and she was in there, the whole roof of the car and everything was crushed. Well. So if she stayed in the car, there's no Charlene. So as the story goes, she gets ejected out of the car. Right then and there, a nurse was right behind her. as she saw the car flipping and her ejected, immediately pulled over and held her down because she was still alive, but, you know, getting ready to thrash around and everything. And that's where God just was like, okay, I'm right here. Held her down, made sure that she didn't thrash around and get hurt worse. Mm-hmm call the helicopter the helicopter comes in airlifts her out they start diagnosing her wounds at this time the family's all being called we're all getting it charlene's been a terrible accident you know come to the hospital she had just dropped her daughter charlene had dropped her daughter demi off at preschool but when you drop your child off late sometimes they don't get on that list so they didn't know if she was if there was a daughter in the car or, you know, what I'm saying a child as the police are looking and everything. and We still didn't know as we were driving. And this is pre maybe just starting of cell phone stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a good it's a good I think we're 15 years you know back. Anyways, um, the principal walked in and found Demi in class. Thank you. She goodness. was in the car. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So we're at the uh, the hospital and they're like, we don't think she'll make it through the night just time to pray pastor from methodist church comes and we all big family huddle up and and do that and um, her spine was severed right at her belly button her neck was broken broken arms broken legs her face looked like rocky beat up you know at mm-hmm. the end just swollen everything neck brace on and they're just like we just it's time to pray so Three days later, we end up going back to the hospital in between. She made it through that night, and we just kept praying. And, and, and then three days later, they do another MRI in that side of it, and we get the news that her neck isn't broken anymore. MRI showing broken neck, clearly. Three days later, MRI neck not broken. Now her spine was still severed. There's still some of the other stuff. The swelling on her face was almost all the way down, like <laughs> in a barroom fight. You know that side of it to not. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking into the room and seeing her, and it was really the first time that I had um, somebody close to me had been in a in a tragic situation like this, and it really, really, it really shook me. Mm-hmm. But I remember like I, I remember her reeling by the first time that I saw her and saw her face. And then, of course, three days later, her face isn't swollen like it was. Her neck, now we're getting the news is not broken like it was. And and the nurse, and, it, and still seeing her, it still shook me. And I remember walking out, and the nurse took me outside the room, and she kind of held my hands and she said, Hey, she's gonna be okay. She's gonna be in a wheelchair. But and she's specific, she's like, she's gonna comb her her kids' hair. And at this time she had three young kids. Like, uh, I think they were four, two and 18 months, two daughters and their son, but she's going to, she goes, she's going to, with a lot of rehab, she's going to be a mom again and she's going to comb her daughter's hair and you're going to, you know, and the nurse kind of just held me there. And I was like, and it just that calming force. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I remember leaving the hospital that night, going down the elevator and going outside and, and it always, when I get to this point, it always, it it, it, get, it gets to me. And I'm just, and I'm thankful and grateful, but that's where I made Jesus Lord. And I said, you know what? This isn't going to happen for no reason. I don't know why she had to be in this accident. I don't know why, you know, cause you're always looking for that, you know, like, mm-hmm. what's coming out of this, you know? And, and I'd heard enough yeah. and enough sermons and some things in there that God works the good through all and that side of it and that doing it. But I was like, okay, maybe it's for me. And if that's what it is and it's got to be, then, then that's what it's going to be. And, and okay, you got me. I saw her neck. I heard it was broken and now it's not, she was healed. And, and again, I go, um, you know, I talked about it and, and I, you know, I looked up a couple of scriptures for tonight's talk just a little bit too. But Thomas was like that.
2: Mm-hmm. That's who I was thinking yeah. of. Of course. Of course you
1: are. You know, and, you're looking t- and Thomas right. was there and that's me. That's Thomas. I, I'm, I'm Thomas, you know, and um, in John 20, 27, he says, then he said to Thomas, this is Jesus speaking to Thomas. And, and, and if you know the story or not, too, Thomas didn't believe after Jesus came back and conquered the grave and was up in the upper room with the guys, they were all there. And then Jesus left. And then Thomas came in and they were, you know, all the disciples were like you were here, you know, he was here and he was, Thomas was like, no, 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 not until I put my you know, finger in his side and, and I touch the wounds in his hands, then I'll believe. Right. I'm not going to just believe on your testimony. And then Jesus says this. Right. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord, my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen. You have believed blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed. And that's us. Amen. That's yes. us. And, and, and that was me. And that was me in that moment of saying, okay, I had to see this healing to my sister-in-law. You got me. Okay, Lord, I'll make you Lord your boss now, you know, and that side of it. So, Again, you know, we're, 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 we've got our timeline out and, and here's our, here's our other mark, right? You put it on there Mm -hmm. and you start in your walk. And and there I am, whether you're at rock bottom and and, and we've all got a testimony on that side of it. Some of us have been raised up in the church and done, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and some people are like, I don't even know where that, you know, I remember being nine or 10 was at church camp or whatever it was. And then there's others of us that were at rock bottom when we put that line there and we made them Lord. And then what happened, you know? And then afterwards, or wherever you're in your walk now, but um, it just was—it was different. We um, we ended up Char ended up going to um, Charlene um, went to Atlanta. She uh, she rehabbed same place where Christopher Reeve remember he went mm-hmm. through yeah. his yeah mm-hmm. yeah a great place up there um, and started rehabbing. We uh, we took the kids. We had three of our own, and then we watched their three kids, us and other family members. But we had six that summer that this all took place. So that took a lot of prayer, mm-hmm. <laughs> having six kids from six to eighteen months, and in, in between, Mo, um, Mo took care of them, and we did that. And she rehabbed, and you know, and and it's great. And I can I can tell I can jump to the to the story to today. Char is amazing. If she was sitting at this table, you wouldn't even know if she was, you know, not in her wheelchair. Wow. You would just, I mean, you was just vibrant as day, loves the Lord hard as heck, you know, I mean, being in the wheelchair and that side of it and and she struggles all the time, but, and she's, and I've told him, I've told my testimony before and she tells my testimony about it too, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and when we get done tonight and, and I'll send her, you know, we'll send her this and this link and she'll get to listen to it. And it's just Again, that's where the emotions come in. And it's like, I'm sorry, Shar, but I'm not sorry because I'm his now. And because yep. of this, and she knows it. And, and she can hang her faith and everything that's happened on not her faith, but everything that's happened in her life and know, okay, well, if it was for Tommy, okay. You know, you know what okay I find
3: amazing too, Tommy, yeah. is we, uh, that the Lord likes to do things in threes. Mm. You have yeah, noticed that, Mikey? There's a lot of miracles, and on the third day, yeah, yeah, you know, on the third day she was healed. Yep. And how many days did he wait to go see Lazarus?
2: And how many days before he came out of the tomb?
3: And how many days before he came out of the tomb? Yep, of <clears throat> I don't know. You know, God's a numbers guy. Oh, no, yep. he is. Everything means something, and I don't know, man. My spirit just jumped when you said on the third day, yep, her neck was healed. You know, it was broken. Now it's not. I said, whoa, fuck, the hair's standing up on my arms, man. Well,
1: and, and, and again, that's for us, that's as believers, right? Right. When our spirits yeah. connect in that side of it, that's just, that's him doing it. And he's, he's amazing in that. And, and we ended up, um, Shar, like i said rehabbed and she came home and reunited with the kids and learned how to do everything in her wheelchair and and helping we ended up um we already were living kind of in the same actually we weren't living in the same neighborhood yet they had to sell their house because it was a two-story her being in the wheelchair and stuff now so the lady who uh helped her get a single story you know the the new home consultant they were building lots of homes years you know this is before the downturn and all that um that's kind of how we got our house. Mo had went and met. This is after she was in her wheelchair. Shara got her her new house, handicap accessible on that side of it. And the lady was like, "I want to keep you, you and Mo in the in the same neighborhood." Mm-hmm. So she was able to kind of kind of work it out and. We live three streets away from each other.
2: That's awesome. And there's
1: times where Shars needed help or we'll be there. We can be there and just do it. So God had all the details already yes, lined he did. up. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, we talk about it. It's a setup. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It was a setup. <laughs> he had us all set up, and we just, sometimes we don't, we don't see it's it until yeah, yeah, It's a dink, as Yeah, it was there. <laughs> so we um we joined a great, we were still at the Methodist Church, and we joined um a great Bible study. It was a couple's Bible study that, um, we're still friends with those people today. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not at that church and you'll kind of hear some of that, but, um, it was really good cause it was a pastor. He was an ex pastor that led our group and he really challenged the group. And that kind of just was really, it was really something that I needed, mm-hmm. you know, as new to the faith and not just, you know, having religion, but, saying, Hey, I've, you know, I've made him, Lord and, and, and working through that. And well, what does that mean? And, and just processing through that and just a, just a great marriage couple. And I always encourage people, you know, cause we do church on Sundays, but really that small group. And that time that you can spend with others and really start to, you know, to ask questions and seek and get that, you know, how important that That we just got to do. We got to do life together. Yes. And again, Sunday is so amazing. And we need to worship him. And whether it's Saturday night or Sunday or whatever night you call your Sabbath and that you that you worship the Lord and that, of course, he calls us to do that. We need to do that. But then doing life outside that with others is just because it's just going to stretch your faith. We need to learn do that. And and I did. And that was that was pretty awesome. And then a few years after that, we did that marriage group. The Lord really started tugging on Mo and I. We were serving a lot of the church and doing some things, but we just, you know, that Holy Spirit just starts tugging at you. Mm-hmm. And not really even knowing what that was, but just knowing. And um, we ended up leaving the Methodist Church leaving those friends and a lot of family there. And um, we started going to, to real life at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had met Pastor Justin Miller outside of church. And he's like, hey, when are you going to come to my church? And we're like, well, you know, we kind of, you know, and it just uh, one thing led to another. And um, we tried it one weekend. And real life at the time was probably two hundred and fifty. 300 people maybe on a weekend street. on hook street Yep, hook street and um we uh the first time we were there we knew that this was going to be our new home now we had a kind of when you leave a church and, and again I, I, there's going to be people that are hearing this it's hard because you're leaving family we were yeah. actually leaving most parents had been there and been a staple in this church to leave and go to another church it was it was very it was really difficult but you can't really argue with God. And, you know, we tried and we took our time and, and we met with the pastor and just made sure there was no hard feelings or anything, but it was just, it was time to go and, um, made that transition and really started digging in more to doctrine and to other things and what it was and really started studying out baptism more. And, and, and that was one of the the things that real life had really kind of, you know, had taught as one of the principles that, Hey, listen, you made Jesus Lord, you know, Jesus was baptized. You know, uh, John was baptized, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's time to make that to take that step, you know, and study it and out. And there's water in the eunuch. And, you know, you start going through some of those things, repent and be baptized. It's like, yeah, that's something I need to do. Yeah, it's a profession of faith. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. To be able to do it and that side of it. And um, um yeah, so and I actually I, I wrote this one down as well, too. And then Jesus came to them. All authority in heaven and earth had been given to me. Therefore, go and make um, disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that was important to me as well, too, you know. So so we studied that. So Mo and I got baptized maybe a month or two after being at Real Life. And and there's another one of those marks, right? You know, you right. kind of put that down there, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I get this. But with that along came, you know, they said, hey, that you're baptized. We really want to put you with one of our elders and start to get you discipled. And, um, you know, if you, um, I ended up, uh, becoming a deacon at real life, they had said, Hey, we want some deacons. And, um, as becoming a deacon, they were, they were like, we want you to be mentored. We want you to be uh disciple by one of our elders. And I was like, great. I'm, I'm in, I'm ready. Okay. Let's do that. So, um, it was one of the elders at the time, his name was Gary Vermoss.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember Gary yeah. and Jody and
1: Jody. Yep. Very good. <laughs> yep. Um, I would, you know, I consider them just giants in the faith. Wow. Gary's an and, uh, uh, industrial uh, engineer and he's got his doctorate in engineering and theology. And he's just one of those guys that's got a lot of paper up on the wall, but you never know it. You know, that type of a guy, just straightforward. And I love telling the story because the day um, he had said, Hey, okay, let's get together. You know, bring your Bible over, come on over. We'll just, you know, we'll study. And, and Gary's a very, he's a time guy from eight to nine, be there eight. And at nine, we're going to be done. You know, he's just like, I'm like, so I remember getting up that morning. I was so excited. I ironed in my shirt my pants on you know i'm just i just want to look nice you know i just want to go over i mean this guy just he's going to disciple me have my have my brand new bible that kind you know where you're kind of a nice study bible a big one but like where you hear that you know where it's like you're probably not using it that much you know what i'm saying it's just that new feeling and that but i'm like i'm still i'm gonna bring it over i'm gonna get there and uh, i get to the door and knock on it and i'm there right on time you know a couple minutes before or whatever and i'm just like i just want to look good okay and uh, <laughs> Gary opens the door and he looks right at me and he goes, Hey, your fly's down. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> ah,
3: oh You know, like, oh, oh. so,
1: anyways. But just, your Bible's
3: nice. Yeah, but your Bible, you yeah, got a really nice,
1: shiny Bible. But it was one of those that, that feeling of, I can't even remember to do this. How am I going to study this with the doctor, you know, with a doctor of <laughs> theology. But anyways, you know, Gary never, uh, never made me feel anything, you know, just always encouraged in that side, you know? And, um, we probably met maybe half a dozen times over a year or so, you know, I would call them up. I would kind of, you know, do my study and take some notes and do some things. And if I had a question, I could call them or text them or do some of those things. But but getting through that, and, and again, I, and I talk about the discipleship side in my faith walk because I really feel like that's where the Holy Spirit really kind of takes over. As you really start to study God's Word, don't Amen. don't get me. I, I mean, you have to start the race somewhere. You need to make mm-hmm. Jesus Lord of your life. I've got to start it. Baptism, of course. Once you start to read it at all, then you understand that baptism is is part of this, my profession Absolutely. of faith. And and of course, if Jesus did it, why wouldn't I want to do it? And being baptized, but coming out of the water I didn't feel you know what I'm saying yes, yeah, you, you know it didn't yep. feel you know like a week later did I feel all this different mm-hmm. and everything else and you know Tommy that's
2: such a great point that you bring up because everybody thinks that once you get baptized mm-hmm. oh it's gonna, it's supposed to be this huge turning point Yeah. but it, it's really not it's I'm, I mean yes it is but no it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. it's it's a turning point in the fact that you've made the profession of faith publicly mm-hmm. um, but don't expect your life to go from black to white. Mm-mm. You know, it it takes time and it takes learning and discipleship. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be other changes that happen in your heart and in your life yep. before, you know, the spirit really. The baptism of the spirit really happens.
1: A hundred, hundred percent. And that's exactly where I think I was in that side of it. But then this discipleship thing takes over, and you're opening up that pretty new Bible mm-hmm. every day, and you're going through it. He gave me a, an incredible study, and I'll I'll send it to you. We yeah, can post it great. up on some things. Absolutely. Um, he he. You know he talked about it, and you literally uh, you cut it out and you tape it in the back of your Bible, and you can tape it there. And I'll and I'll get it to you guys, and we'll get great. it posted on there. Fantastic. It's one of those where you do it, and and then again the one on one of discipleship Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for me and for jesus and for god's word is different because he did that he taught in groups we know that he taught the masses Mm -hmm. he taught the 12 Mm -hmm. but he also got one-on-one with guys yes he did and girls too and you know and and just doing that and there's something different about the one-on-one because when you get one-on-one you get even more real you get more real you're confessing those sins even though at that marriage study i wasn't confessing you know, mm-hmm. even with my yeah. wife there and other, you know what I'm saying? You got to be, you know, we, we've all got to be above reproach and we got to be careful and protect our, our wife's spirit and, and the other people that are in there as well, too. Even if it's just, it's a men's group, you know, you got 10, 12 guys together, eight guys or whatever. But again, that one-on-one, when you're confessing those things and things are the Holy Spirit just starts working in a different way. And I, I can't encourage that enough to be able to, to, to get that level. And get to there. And that for me is where that, that the Holy spirit really started to grow and changing and really feeling, Oh, did I come out of the water and feel different? No, but a year, 18 months after being discipled, I did yeah. and conviction and how that works. And then doing, it. I remember Gary telling me that first day fly up this time uh, that, that he said that he's like, you know, he goes, he goes, we're going to go through this study together. And he goes, you're going to, um, you're going to go and you're going to go teach this when we're done with this. That's going to be your job is to go. And, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm not, t- what am I going to t- You know what I'm saying? What do I know about the, about, you know, and that side of it, he's like, no, 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 don't be worried. we got to get through this, but then you're going to go and teach this, and you're going to go make disciples, right? Baptizing them. That's what he told us to do. Right. So, so, you know, so that side of it. And, and I remember, you know, it was a year two you know, 18 months later after getting through the study finding somebody, just sharing the Holy Spirit. Trust me, if, if if you're at this point now where you haven't been discipled, then you need to be. You need to reach out to somebody, you need to pray, and you need to kind of figure out who that person is that you know could teach you this, and you can get that one-on-one. And then when you're done with that, you need to go make it, be making disciples. And, and we really should all be in that. And then you'll start praying about it because there's a lot of people that, that are listening to this right now that they're they're ready to be teachers. Some of us should be teachers I've, I, I and write it down exactly where it is. But God's word says you should be a teacher by now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that side of it, you should be teaching this and do it. And then you start praying about that and your quiet time and doing that and be like, Lord. Send me who I should disciple. Mm-hmm. I will. I know I you know I might I might be uncomfortable. I might be able to download the discipleship study that I can tape in the back of this, but we start learning and start doing it together. And I can say, I mean, maybe 25, 30 people that I've been discipled. I've discipled all my, my boys. Mm-hmm. My 13 year old and I are getting ready, starting, which is great. Mm-hmm. So we'll start going through uh, the discipleship with him. And then going through that, and and, and 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 of course, my oldest son, my second son, Travis, Jacob, Travis. Um, but one of you know the disciples and the, the the story, the other another another line is my nephew Curtis. He had um, he had come into our lives. You know, uh, as Mo's sister um, Cheryl had had a son couple of different marriages you know two brothers Matthew and um, and Curtis and they kind of kicked around and some things and just a tough upbringing and you know being part of life and and Cheryl's um like I said different marriages and we had actually Curtis was probably about 14 at the time and we had thought about bringing him into our house cuz he was kind of like kind of rebelling and Mm -hmm. kind of that side of it. And um, it just wasn't the right time. You got to be careful, you know, bringing people in your house and even your nephews and family and stuff, because you got your own family. Mm -hmm. That's our first ministry, right? We would agree as, as, uh, you know, as our relationship with Jesus and then our wife or husband or spouse, that side of it, then our kids. And we got to be careful with all that because we don't want to mess that up. God's kind of trusted us with that. So Mm -hmm. so it just, it didn't work out at Curtis at 14 and, he ended up kind of just kind of doing his own thing, fifteen, sixteen, kind of living on his own, bus boy, kind of just doing his own thing. Graduated, I think, got his GED type of thing, and then he met a girl um, named Angel, named Angel. They weren't uh, weren't married. She ended up getting pregnant. We really didn't know Angel um, having a baby, and it was one of those where it's you know it's like God. Sometimes in hospitals and stuff. <laughs> She had the baby, and Mo kept saying to me, "We got to go see Curtis and Angel. I want to see the baby. The baby had um, her intestines were on the outside. They needed to kind of oh, bring wow. them in. You know how I that happens. Heard about that. Yeah, through the belly button. Yeah. So she needed a little bit of surgery to kind of do some stuff. She had had the surgery. She was doing good. But Mo's was like, I really feel like we need to to go up there and pray with Curtis and Angel. We had met her like one time at a picnic or something. Mm -hmm. And I was just, you know, I was like, I don't know. It's late. They're not going to let us in. And Mm -hmm. Mo was very uh, 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 persuasive. She's she's very persuasive. So so anyway, so we ended up going up that night and... uh, we met Curtis, and we went up to the room. And I remember Angel was very standoffish because she didn't know us as uh, Uncle Tommy and Aunt Mo, you know, and Curtis. And just kind of hurt a little bit. But we we kind of just, we all stood around um, baby Kylie at the time, Miss Kylie, and just prayed for her, you know. And you could see Angel's guard come down a little bit. And it was just one of those where it's like, okay, this is where we needed to be this evening. And I remember coming down, and Curtis was walking us out, and uh, he grabbed Aunt Mo, and and he gave her a big hug, and he whispered something in her ear, and then he he left, and we were kind of, you know, Mo was, you could see Mo was emotional after she had talked with Curtis, and we walked down, and she goes, you know what Curtis said to me, and I'm like, she said, uh, Aunt Mo, I want you to teach Angel to be a mom like you. Aww. Oh, so it was one of those where it's like, and Mo's like, okay, and we had heard a a dynamic uh, uh, message by Justin. Pastor Justin Miller, the weekend, the same weekend, the weekend before we had about investing in people, you know, we can invest in, Hey, nowadays it's Bitcoin, right? Or we can do, we wish we did this one and Apple and this and our 401k and other things. But when you can invest in people yes. and really that's about time, mm-hmm. that's our time, you know, yes, there's money, there's other stuff you can cook dinners and do that. So Mo and I, um, we kind of made a commitment that night. We're like, we're going to have them over every Wednesday night. We're going to Mo's like, I'm going to cook dinner. And we're going to share Jesus with them if they want to keep coming back. You know, that's Uh. but this is what we're going to do. And uh, Kylie, you know, she healed up good. She get, she went home and she, um, you know, uh, we did it. We started Wednesday. And we just, that first night, I remember, and Curtis was there and he's got the carrier, you know, and coming over and we cook a dinner and we're like, so here's the deal. This is Jesus. And I remember that night because I gave him, we call it Jesus in a box. I gave him everything. from making Jesus Lord of your life, to <laughs> baptism, you need to be discipled, you should be tithing, you need to serve. And my boys and everything, and I was just, and it was about an hour, hour and a half, and Curtis just sat there nodding and just he didn't flinch but I remember my boys were almost like it's like that bouncer right he, they like had to rip me off him you know in <laughs> that evening and we were like we were laughing about it they're like and then Angel and Curtis leave that night and Mo's like are you kidding me do you think they're ever going to come back you know I just put the fire hose on him and just gave it to him and um we're like well I hope he does and then, I, I hadn't even really known what I was you know at the time so they came back the next week and we um, you know through that he Curtis made Jesus Lord of his life. Angel had been um, had been walking with the Lord, kind of maybe drifting away a little bit, but she had been baptized like at a youth camp and other stuff so she's got a great name Angel because she is and um, but Curtis is like, okay yeah yeah and, and and you know he made Jesus Lord and then him and I studied out baptism and I remember it was a weekend real life. Um, we were at the new church by now. We had made the transition from Hook Street, Real Life did, to the next church, to Steve's Road, um, the first campus that was there. Mo was actually on staff by this time. Mm -hmm. We were doing real help and doing the stuff, and she was the outreach director at this time. And it was a a baptism weekend. And, again, I think Pastor Justin was up there talking about, hey, there's water, you know. Why shouldn't we be baptized? And I remember looking at Curtis and being like— we've studied it out and he's like, all right, let's go. You know? Awesome. So him and I got to, we went out back and baptized him and that was great. And, and again, the discipleship took over and we did the study that we we're going to get posted and, and walking through that with him, you know, was just one of those where we're like, this is what it's about, you know, and just seeing him become literally from a boy, right. Transitioning into a man. And, and we encouraged him after baptism, we encouraged him and angel, they need to get married. You know, here you made Jesus Lord, right? You know, you got to do that. And then insurance. And if we get married, then I can't do this and everything else is, I don't know about all that stuff, but I know this is what God's word says. And this is what you need to do. And it was a month or two later, they had prayed it through. And a couple months later, Mo, um, actually Mo didn't do the service, but we, we both got to speak at it and got married on the beach. And Kylie was there. And it was just one of those where they trusted God, didn't end up losing their insurance. You know, it was just one of those, you know, as new believers, it's nice to get those, those Mm -hmm. marks. You know what I'm saying? You You always look, you're just like, Lord, are you going to come through? Yeah. He's going to come through. Oh, he's going to come through. So, so, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that was pretty awesome. So the next step with them, with Curtain Angel, they wanted to save for a house mm-hmm. and they needed to, um, they needed to save. They needed to just to kind of just get some rent where they didn't have to pay rent for a little while. So we said, Hey, listen, we've got a room, Jacob, my oldest, we approached him and said, Hey, Curtain Angel, you think they'll be able to move in with Kylie? Just let them have the room. Just, they need like three, three, four months just to kind of save up the down payment, do some stuff. And Jacob never flinched And he was like Yep And the two boys Kind of roomed in together And just made it happen And Kurt and Angel And Kylie So it was pretty Um it was awesome. It was kind of neat, uh, you know. I don't really can. Cons- we're we're almost to the age of being able to be grandparents now, yeah. and this is this is six years ago. Um, but we were kind of like kind of young grand aunts, and Kylie would get up and we'd grab her in the morning and let Kurt and Angel sleep in and kind of give her, a food, you know. And it was just one of those. It was like it's kind of cool again, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so we really enjoyed that, and that was going through that process. And then we had Kylie's first birthday, and it was at the house, and it was great. And then um, Kylie wasn't moving her arm. She was like, she was just leaving it on her side, you know, and you know, toddlers and stuff, when you're, you know, they're moving around and crawling and doing their stuff. But you could see that her arm wasn't moving. Just it looked like maybe a pinched nerve, something. We didn't know what it was. And um, so we went to a doctor, and a doctor looked at some stuff and did it and said, Now you need to get this looked at a little bit more. There's something going on here, and I don't know what it is. And um, and they took her to um, to Winnie to Winnie Palmer, and they they did the CAT scan and started and looking and they found a golf size ball tumor on her brain, mm. and really you know like the brakes go on you know that feeling, mm. and and you know you're just kind of walking through it and you're like okay and Angel's mom is is great Angela and she works in the medical field and. She kinda like started calling around and doing some stuff and the gravity of the situation really was this is this is pretty dire. We gotta do some things right away. And um had surgery, had it removed and just praying through it, you know, the kind of being newer disciples and all you know, and that side of it and curtain Angel, but you know, we were we were praying for healing and and praying for all of that, you know. This is our grandniece. This is their baby. This is a year, you know, she's just you know, a year old. And um just trusting God through it all and and we we all, you know, made that's what we were gonna do through everything, through all all the stuff. And um it had already they they got the golf ball tumor out there and started some other treatments and starting doing stuff, but it had it had spread pretty, pretty aggressively. Wow. And um and it was just one of those things that was really it's the it's you can't go through much I can't think of much harder, you know, and, and that side of it. And you look at it and I'm not comparing different things and it's just just really hard, but just trusting Jesus through it all. Mm-hmm. We just we 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 just said we're gonna keep our eyes clearly on him. And, um, it was a, it was about six months and they finally had done enough. You know, chemo is really, it's hard on anyone. Yeah. And you start putting it into a, to a year old, 14, 15 month year old mm-hmm. baby, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be, and they had, they said, it's time to go home and we can, we can do some stuff to kind of give in the next week or two and really make her comfortable and that side of it. But it's time, it's time for you guys to go home. And, uh, I think it. It was a Tuesday or a Thursday night, seven o'clock? And Angel and Curtis had went out, they just needed some date time, kinda just to get out or just away a little bit and, and Angela, uh, Angel's mom had been home with her and just taking care of her and you know, it was only it was about they were home about maybe a week, maybe two. And then they called Angel and Kurt and they're like, She's just she's not breathing as, as good as she should had a hospice nurse come in and kind of take vitals and do some of that and it was time for them to come home and they were able to call and we kind of all went to the house family mm-hmm. Pastor Justin Robin was there and the house it's 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 so hard to explain but just spirit just there and just holding all of us and we all got to hold her and just and love her and just, you know, as as her breathing kinda of slowed down and and there was even it was there was even laughter at times. You know what I'm saying? We was we were talking and just doing as everybody. You know, it wasn't it wasn't somber. It was because the peace was
2: there. Right. The peace
1: was just sitting and was just just there. Mm-hmm. And again, it was like it was 7:30 on a Thursday evening where you could just you know and 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 the house was they have a, they have a smaller house, but I mean a nice. But it was just packed. But spirit filled people just praying and just and just worshiping and. Getting to say goodbyes, and she finally passed, and um, we all got to say our goodbyes, and and Kurt and I walked out of his house, and I remember having my arm around him as he's holding his baby girl, and I'm just holding them, and just whispering in his ear, you know, just being like, Jesus has got us, he's got us, and he was and just filled and not, not a ton of tears or, you know what I'm saying? And just as you lay your, your baby on the gurney and, you know, and they're doing the stuff and, 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 and her spirit was gone, you know, it was just, and just Kurt. And, and I tell, when I tell people this part of my, my timeline of faith, and I put that mark down on there, it was the hardest thing, but the most incredible thing to go, you know, to have in that, and that emotion and that feeling and in anyone out there that's lost a child, that's anything I'm not, you know what I'm saying? And, but Curt and Angel clearly know what it is. And when they talk about, it, and when they share their testimony and when they talk to people that they're like, Hey, I went through this and this is how I did it. And this is how I did it with keeping my eyes clearly fixed on Jesus the Holy Spirit just covered us and through it. And um again, Pastor Justin did uh, you know, he did the funeral and, and hundreds of people came and Curtin Angel sat in the front row. And Justin he'll tell you if you ever talk with him or see him or her or whatever, that they were just They were just beaming. They knew where their little girl was. They know that they're going to see their little girl again. They just put all their trust and everything in that in in the hardest time of their lives. And Justin was even, he was even, I remember when he was was teaching on it, you know, and he, he was just giving her eulogy and talking about her and stuff was like, you guys like could just see them glowing in the spirit. And he was blown away at that, and of course, then all the people that are there, because you know, weddings and funerals, right? You know, a lot of believe non-believers will come, yes, and they will use it. And there was so many people there that uh, are not walking with Christ clearly, but wanted to give. You know, and Justin always talks about what are you going to give? What are you giving? You're going to give your love? What are you going to say to them? You know what I'm saying? Like 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 as a non-believer, you know. What do you, oh, well, my, my wishes are with you with this, <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right, exactly. You know, and that side of it, and, and he, he just, he knocked it out of the park that day. We're sending day. thoughts your way. Yeah, sending your thoughts, and you're like, what, thoughts for what, you know? Anyway, so, um, that was another one of those, but when we look back, I understand why I was saved. I understand why I was baptized. I understand why I was discipled. I understand why I discipled Curtis, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to do that side of it, And um, so you you fast forward to now, just with Curtis in his life, two wonderful young boys right now, healthy young baby boys, great marriage, him and him and Angel, not always been easy. Yeah, stuff, you know, different stuff. Um, he's a police officer for kind of went to school for the Groveland PD right now, kind of lived out that said, this is what I want to do. I want to serve and protect. And he always knew he wanted to do that. And, and to see the transformation, it's funny because, you know, uh, Facebook does a time hop, right? And yeah. then stuff comes right, back, yeah. And you see him and I'm like, he's a boy there. And flat you know, six years later and I just see this man and it's it's just that's just awesome and that's why, you know, in that process. You know, that is
2: awesome. And it Mm -hmm. is, and it's and
1: it's just so cool. So now I backtrack a little bit. So we go through that with Kylie, we're we're building ministry, you know, we're doing stuff, real life's growing at a clip like nobody's ever seen. We all know, you know, I mean, uh, us that are in the area, in the Claremont area, things are going and Mo's doing outreach and we're doing all those things. And uh, it got to a point where after that, it was right after Kylie had passed, Mo um, Mo really burned out in her position. The grieving, the serving, <laughs> the growth, it was all that. And, and, and I look back and now we're at, this is about six years ago. Um, God kind of had called Mo home to say, Hey, okay, now you need to rest, but you also need to write and teach. And, uh, you know, Mo had started, she, once we got home from there, left her position, wrote four books right away, got them, you know, self-published them, got another one, um, you know, published by a national author, you know, in this, in these past six years, we started a ministry, ministry, unforsaken, um, unforsaken ministries. God will never leave you nor forsake you. You're unforsaken. Um, the shameless plug, right? ministries. Hey, that's <laughs> right. You remember,
3: Tommy, we are home in the shameless
1: plug. Home of the shameless plug. plug. I did remember that. So uh, we actually, we have, uh, we have a thrift store now, Unforsaken Treasures in Oakland, Florida. You can find it, make your donations there. It helps support women and children globally. You Local, guys have <laughs> We do occasionally. We don't take them very often, but um, <laughs> occasionally. So we can look at help you. We may,
3: we may need to come down and support <laughs> you. <voice. laughs>
1: so, um, But, you know, seeing that, running, you know, helping and, and, and helping Mo and I lead in, in that ministry now. My, my oldest boy just graduated uh, UCF is great. We're happy. He just uh, moved out on his own. He's got a great girl that he's seeing. Um, My second son, Travis, got married last March. Just bought a house close to us. He's got a great job and just working and doing those things. My daughter, Sarah, is in college. Local community college now doing great working in that side of it eli's 13 my son just growing and working in there just you know discipling them through that and just being there for them and of course just being married to mo and that side of it is just it's all holy spirit stuff and the thing is is with the life and with my life specifically and what god's using in this timeline of faith it's not different than the lives that people are living out there there's not this, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you're this. Oh my gosh, you're doing so much and everything else. It's literally just trusting Jesus, and just living it out. Mm-hmm. Mike and I see each other at the store, and Justin, how's it like, Great, you know what I'm saying? We're doing it. We're, we're doing God stories. Still doing it, you know. Still doing it, and that's the side of it that that I want to encourage others too. That like that have, you know, family and sharing and letting God lead and doing where he leads us right up to this moment, to where we are right now, that God's leading us. He's got a plan for you. It's to prosper you, right? To to to, to give you an eternal place in heaven with him. I mean, the rest is just, you know, and, and, and to live out our lives and live out what God has for us is just, I just, I don't know how people do it without it. Right. without the faith in that side of it i just i feel for that side of it make jesus lord if i'm right and you're wrong right yeah. you, you've heard those where right? we i don't know if you've heard heard it broke down like that right yeah. so so if you're the atheist and, and and it's all wrong and this is just a big fairy tale and it's all whatever we're in the same place that the atheist the person that doesn't believe whoever in that side of it but if we're right mm-hmm. and our faith is right and Jesus is the way and God is who he said he was and through his son and redemption and Jesus and and he is the only he is clearly the only way there's not others you wouldn't do that to your son if there was other ways to get there
2: That's right why
1: would you you know what I'm saying and that that makes no sense you 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 can't you can't even have that argument I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me Jesus said it so it's either Jesus or is not he's either crazy or he is who exactly who he said he was Mm -hmm. so so that's the side of it and putting our faith in him walking through it being baptized being discipled and then going out there and walking in the holy spirit is um that's it and and again i know the point i was going to try to make is you know what you know what i want the the legacy that we want as we get older in our age and that side of it, we start to think about legacy and you start to think about things. And and what am I leaving? And, And that side of behind of it is, is I just want people to know that I love Jesus. I love my wife. And people will say, yeah, yeah, that guy did. That guy did what he could to tell people about Jesus. That's what you guys are doing. So, so in 10 years from now, when you're sitting around this table and we're doing the 350th show or whatever it is or whatever God's God in that side of it, then you're like, great. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I hope you can catch me doing that. Mike and I catch each other doing that (laughs) right. When we see each other and just doing it, it's just like just catching me doing Jesus stuff, you know? And it's just like that side of it. And that's, it's just a different way to live. It's a different wow. way to live, and it's Ooh. like there's no other way. There's no other way. Man, I'm, I'm locked up. Yeah. So that's my timeline. That's where I'm at right now. We're just kind of in. And your timeline just keeps growing. Jesus takes us home tomorrow. Okay. I can look back and say, hey, I did the best with what you gave me. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys are doing. That's well what you guys done. are doing here. Get so that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. To I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
2: Tommy, thank you so much for thank coming you. and sharing. Absolutely,
1: Totally blesses me. Yeah. me. I feel like I've been to church
4: Wow Good <laughs> Amazing I don't, I don't know how to put this Yeah, yeah I've been thinking about it for the past five minutes or so mm-hmm. Mo is here and she's got all this stuff going on And then here's you, you you're, you're the husband Yep How is that? How does that
1: work? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's a good question <laughs> Uh, um, only with the Holy Spirit. No, it, you know what? It's, um, it's, it's not always so much, you know, being a Christian's, uh, about not, uh, it's death to self. Right. Mm-hmm. And really being that partner in that side of it. But Mo, um, uh, Mo is, um, she's pretty dynamic and I know what her gift is. And I know what God has given her. Right. But he's also, you know, so, so he's clearly given her to me and to be that protector in that side of it. So in that support side, so, um, so mm-hmm. to answer your question, it's like, I got to know when to be support, right. When to lead, when not to lead. And that's mm-hmm. not always easy. And I've, we've messed that, I've messed that up plenty of times. You know, we talked about real help a little bit right? where Mo was actually reading help. That's our construction ministry that we led at real life and just doing that. And she was leading it and telling people to do another stuff. And I would get there and be like, no, 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 here's what we're going to do. And we would butt heads, really, you know, and certain stuff. But we, we kind of learned through that, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and there's got to be times and times to make that happen. But uh, that's a great question. It's not always easy because there's a lot of people out there that have very spiritual wives that are clearly walking with the Lord and listening to the Lord and, and, and kind of getting a word from the Lord. And as the husband, but really for me, it's really challenged me to kind of step up my game as well, too. I can't just sit here and let her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's a lot of there's lots of husbands, lots of other ones that are like, ah, she's spiritual enough for the both of us. Eh. No, no, that's no. That, that's not how it works. No. You know, you know that. But uh, but it makes you you know, but you need to step up your game and, and support on that side of it. And and I hope I do. But um, she's super gifted, and we all know that. So it's just uh, and, and cultivating her gifts in the spirit and stuff because. She's a dynamic teacher, Mo Midlow. You Google her and you'll see it. And she's got all the YouTubes and and start listening and, and that side of it. She's she's clearly got the gift of the Holy Spirit and and speaking and what God gives her. And she is a, a studier of the Word and and God's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And and as a husband, I got to be ready. To help lead and pray through that, and do it, and when support. when he does call, and just support, and just all those, you know, and sometimes that means just stepping back and letting her do her thing, mm-hmm. and other times that's coming right alongside, and uh, and it's just we're one, we're one in Christ now, so um, so it's both of us. And you got to wear a lot of hats, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. That's fun.
3: That's cool.
1: Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah.
3: What a great testimony.
4: Absolutely. Wow. Now, Angel mm-hmm. is. Is she the one that th- is Mo's kind
1: of like right hand person? Yes, yes. Angel is actually um, she's on on our staff for Unforsaken Ministries. She um, she does Mo's, you know, the booking, and right. A lot of the stuff. That's who I was. kinda. yeah, yeah. So so to come back to the story and that side of it, Angel is is very Mo calls um, Angel her uh, her spiritual daughter, and is really has discipled her. And you know we've done some marriage studies and stuff with Kurt and Angel as well too, mm-hmm. but uh, has really kind of taken Angel on the wing, and, and she's just just dynamic and works in the ministry. It's really uh, it's Mo and Angel <laughs> that are that are kind of running that side of it, and Mo's working on the store, and Angel you know does a lot of behind the scenes stuff and raising her two boys, but also making sure. Mm-hmm donation receipts and this is going here and that's going there and taxes are done and filed and this and that side of it and does a phenomenal job in that but again we see that discipleship that's through that and the discipleship that we kind of poured into the two of them and now we get to reap some of the fruit of them working and living and doing life and you know right. it's our niece and nephews and and that side of it and and all the you know my boys and his cousins are just just doing life together we've got a bunch of the cousins that live in the in the relatively close area to us. It's just, it's just super cool. It's cool to be able to, you know, and trying to disciple some of them now Right. <laughs> and trying to encourage my boys to disciple others as right. well. You know, that millennials yep. that are in that, and that side of it. But, uh, you know, it's funny real quick, you know, I heard some stuff about millennials. We got to be careful not to discount them so quickly. You know, I heard some stuff about them being better savers, them being you know better just just kind of like a little more conscious of things you know sometimes you wouldn't always think that oh they're just living in mom's basement or, or doing whatever but they're actually there there's there's a lot of hope there there's a lot of hope in that we've got to share it with them and let them know the truth and let the holy spirit work on them but um, there's there's hope for that for that generation i see it in my kids and my well, it's nieces, in a different and nephews. world
3: that we live in too yeah, and yeah. and they're they're better suited adaptive Better to adapt to the mm-hmm. to the world that we live in, and sure. us as you know, baby boomers, we're yeah, we're the teachers, the yeah. guiders. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, hundred percent, exactly right, exactly right.
3: Wow, Whew. pretty amazing, there, Mikey. You think? uh yeah, I would say.
4: And so, that's okay. the first time I've heard his testimony. Mm-hmm. Well, likewise. Uh-huh.
3: Wow, it won't be the last. 65 countries are hearing it
4: at least 65 (laughs) that's awesome you bet wow so excited some noise going on in my microphone
3: i don't hear it Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. anyway wow well thanks again tommy for coming by we really really appreciate you thanks thanks for having
1: me guys it's been like i said it blessed uh blessed me can i can i close us in prayer absolutely absolutely sure Lord Jesus, we're just so thankful. I am just, I'm thankful. Thankful that, uh, that you've given me a testimony. You've given me a testimony to share. And, uh, and that hopefully it will encourage others. To, to kind of put their timeline of faith down, to see where they are, to take inventory of where they were, where they're going. If they're just starting it, put the mark down today. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, do it now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Do it now. Find a great Bible-believing church. Go and study out baptism. Get discipled. And then watch what the Holy Spirit will do to your life. If you've never done that, then do it. I ask you to do it right now. Just say, Jesus, you're boss, and you're the one. I make you Lord over my life. You get to make decisions now, and now I'm going to walk and walk towards you every day of my life. Make that decision. I just ask you to do And then again, study it out and go and challenge him and just ask him, ask that Holy Spirit, and he'll come and dwell in you, and he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You are unforsaken. Just thankful, Lord, thankful for for these guys just setting up and being faithful to putting this kind of content out there, out there to the world, to the countries that are listening to this, to the people that, that we, don't, we have no idea who you're going to use, but the Holy Spirit does, and we're so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that these guys are faithful, and they're doing what you told them to do, and they're going to continue to keep doing it. And, uh, and I just pray that they want to, I pray that they, uh, that they just are able to, and that the Holy Spirit just keeps leading them and puts great speakers and great people in front of them that are going to want to share and just, uh, give an amazing testimony of who you are. Thank you in Jesus name, in Jesus name.
3: Amen. 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 If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, contact us at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com and let us know mm-hmm. that you made a decision.
4: Good stuff. Tonight. And you need to find a Bible-based church. Yep, Mm -hmm. Mikey ain't scared. He'll get you plugged into a church. I'll get you plugged in. I'll find one for you. Yep.
3: (laughs) He most certainly will. Wow. Well, that was session 149. It was. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) We appreciate everybody tuning in with us on Mixler and uh, YouTube. You really dialed into a good one tonight, and we thank you so much for being with us. Well, that about wraps it up for Session 149. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And Tina had to step out, so I'll say goodbye for her. (laughs) And God bless. God bless.
0: Word of life. Speak to my weary heart. Strengthen my broken parts. Lead me to your open arms. Word of truth. Illuminate all these lies. The enemy speaks inside. Freedom I will rise Cause you call me I